0: As we reported yesterday, the drug cartels in Ecuador have been going to war with the government, and it's been pretty uh, difficult to watch, honestly. We we saw the other day, we saw a TV station get held up hostage, and its employees, sadly, were, were being held hostage. And I mean, here's the image right here. It is horrific. It is awful. Then you're also looking, as we played earlier, universities being taken over by these cartels i mean look at these these students professors they've all been held hostage and many of you might have not been paying attention and rightfully so there's so much going on here in the united states but this is something that we need to be watching because let's be honest with joe biden our borders are wide open and we don't know if we're getting people who are fleeing this amount of violence right now or we don't know if we're getting the cartels themselves so ultimately I know somebody who could help us understand what's going on and I want to bring him in. He's the award-winning journalist, Paulo Figueiredo. Paulo, thank you for joining us. You're also the host of a podcast which I highly recommend our audience go and, and give it a listen. It is on Rumble, the Paulo Figueiredo show. So thank you for joining us. We want to discuss what's going on in Ecuador because I think most Americans need to understand it because it does have ramifications here in the United States. So can you break down what happened just this week alone uh, with the cartels going to war with their government?
1: Well, uh, Brianna, it's very interesting, and it's an interesting subject for America because the United States, as you know, is the world's largest uh, drug uh, consumer in the world, and uh, Ecuador is uh, located in a strategic position on the Pacific coast of South America, making it a very convenient uh, transit point for drugs that are produced in Colombia and Peru, and uh, the the country also has a a long and, and porous border with Colombia. Which it makes it uh, very difficult to control the, the cartels and the drug trafficking, and the drug trade is a major source of corruption and violence in Ecuador. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing right now it has everything to do with that, drugs and cartels, and they are the, the main source of violence. and And the cartels has have they have been escalating things significantly in the the past few years, um, and what we're seeing now marks it the 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 Worse uh, of uh, something that's been going on for a long time. We had the highlight of it uh, last year was the assassination of uh, the candidate for president, the Villa Villa Vicencio, uh, yeah. which was was a, a former inve- investigative uh, journalist and congressman, and he was very strong, uh, has had very strong position against the left candidate uh, Rafael Correa. And uh, Rafael Correa endorsed the candidate that promised to bring him, uh, to partner him, bring him back to power and all that. Mm. And, and uh, the, all, all this, all these people on the left that's, that are supported by the drug cartel people, they are part of the, the, the Foro de Sao Paulo, which is an organization of Latin American uh, leftist leaders. So this is what's been going on. Unfortunately, the reality is that this is not unique to, to Colombia. To, to Ecuador This is like mm-hmm. Ecuador was actually uh, I'm going to talk about Colombia in a second But Ecuador Was uh, actually a very peaceful And secure society Safe society It hasn't uh, uh, And the violence Just skyrocketed By almost 1700% In in just five years Since 2018 So yeah. for, for yeah. them what What's mm-hmm. going on It's unprecedented the, Give you the actual numbers they had a. They were very safe, safer than in any big town or city in the United States. Uh, they had six homicides per hundred thousand inhabitants in 2018, and now they have 44. So, and and from 40 from 2022 to 2023, it doubled. And like I said, this is this is not unique. Um, if you go to Brazil right now, Bahia, which is one of the largest states of of Brazil. It has forty-seven, and so it's more. Bahia is still more dangerous than Ecuador, even with everything that's going on. Rio de Rio de Janeiro, the f- famous Rio from all the movies and and everything. Uh, Rio has uh, Rio has thirty homicides per hundred thousand inhabitants, but he had fifty-two in the nineties. Uh, if you go to, and that's why I mentioned Colombia. If you go to Colombia, so Medellin. Uh, the famous Medellin from the Medellin Cartel, he had amazing, stunning, three hundred eighty-one homicides per hundred thousand inhabitants. This is just to, to give you a perspective that this is sad. It's very cinematographic. The images that we're watching are, uh, yeah. of course, shocking, but not unique. This is the reality in most of Latin America, and and when you when you talk about the importance of the protecting the borders in the United States, it's not only because of that, but because of the whole problem that's been going on there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and sadly, I mean, as you just described, we're funding that here in our country by purchasing these drugs that Americans really just need to stop buying, but they just seem not to. And it also, now that you mention it, honestly, it does play out in blue states here in our country because they don't prosecute drug dealers like how they used to. Yes. And so now the demand is skyrocketing and it's fueling this. I mean, this is ultimately what it's fueling and, and nobody and, wants to step in. And
1: it's worse than in. that. It gets yeah. worse because a lot of the pro drug policies in South American, Latin American countries, they are funded by uh, international and American billionaires. The amount of money that George Soros and the Open Society spent in, with NGOs and policies, promoting policies, pro-drug policies, pro-crime policies in Latin American countries. This is U.S. money that's mm-hmm. that goes to, to Latin America and supports this uh, everything that's happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we talk about those NGOs all the time and George Sor- Soros. And honestly it's it's destroying the world at this point and and people in this country need to understand the ngos aspect of it because i know frequently the mainstream media focuses on george soros but like you just described we're funding these ngos ultimately and they're getting millions and millions and millions of dollars i know house republicans are proposing some legislation for through hr2 which would defund these ngos but ultimately that's not going to make its way to the white house because joe biden's already said ultimately he would not support that and so it doesn't end this issue for those right now in ecuador do you see this violence ending relatively soon or do you think this is going to be a long-term issue because these cartels are saying you know the president in ecuador declared war on them and so now they're going to go after them and they're going to go after police officers and members of the military so do you think that this is going to end quickly or is this something that's going to kind of take a couple of years to settle down
1: Well, it's a problem that's a generalized problem. You see that most of these criminals, they don't come from Ecuador, uh, first of all. They're coming from Colombia, they're coming from Venezuela, and they're going to be deported, according to President Noboa but and and that that will at least solve part of the problem uh, so i have to say that uh, surprisingly ecuador has a very competent and very well equipped police national police and also the military the, the their military is very capable believe it or not their commander is a tough guy a very straightforward guy and 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 that that's in favor of the people people uh, of ecuador the problem is that is uh, it's that this is a generalized problem in Latin America. Like I said, this this people need to Google what the Foro de San Paulo is. This um, this it's an organization that congregates most uh, leftist leaders of Latin America, including former president of Ecuador, Rafael Correa, uh, the leftist president. Uh, who the, the people got to realize the left. Uh, govern Ecuador for 10 years during the Korea time uh, the the citizen Revolution party and 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 right now I believe that what's going on it's not not only a task to president Noboa's uh, government but it's also a message to leaders like uh, president Millay in Argentina and all the right-wing leader, leaders if you go against the left there are gonna be repercussions. It, and, it, and it's interesting because it's very sad to see what's going on, but if you go to Brazil, uh, you you hear the same situations. You see uh, we have access to audio conversations between the leaders of the largest drug uh, factions in Brazil, and they were discussing similar alternatives. I'm talking about Fernandinho Beramar, uh, which is the lar- largest uh, drug um, uh, lord in Brazil and and PCC, which is the largest drug cartel in Brazil and at least in part of Brazil, they were talking about situations like this. So it's uh, it's uh, and and in Brazil there's and other countries in Latin America they don't need to uh, invade media outlets and TV stations and uh, universities and public buildings because guess what guess guess the reason. Those who occupy these spaces are already, in various ways, supporting or align with these criminal elements. So why would the why would the drug lords invade a TV in Brazil? The TV in Brazil supports their cause, and this is going on in in whole Latin American country, the whole whole in uh, the whole continent.
0: Yeah, yeah, Paul. So I, just to put this in perspective for people, because I am from Long Island, New York we had an ms-13 gang problem and ultimately it was because of democrats they allowed illegal migrants to come into our community and unfortunately we lost a lot of innocent americans because of this and what we're seeing now and and thankfully because of president trump i should mention uh that issue was was handled uh he he did he did visit and he did push these people out through arresting through prosecuting through using the department of justice like how he should by getting them out of our community and we're very thankful for that but moving forward right now, we have a man in the White House who doesn't seem to care about keeping us safe. And he's got open borders and we're constantly, and I know I'm constantly reaching out to DHS and to TSA and asking them questions because they're flying these illegal migrants who are coming from Venezuela, who are coming from Colombia. And ultimately they're not vetting them. We saw another reporter who was walking around in Mexico and saw all of these uh, just identifications just dumped everywhere. So they dumped their, dump their identification before they come into the US and then they get to our country and then they just say who they are. They don't have the ID to back it up. And it's ultimately a security issue. But the Biden regime is flying them all around the country. And so right now we have thousands and millions of people. well Probably should say millions at this point uh, coming into our country. We don't know where they're coming from. Are you concerned that the issues that we're seeing in South America are going to end up becoming an issue for us here in the United States?
1: Well, I've been watching that uh, since I'm based here in uh, South Florida. I've been watching that. I've been I've been seeing uh, the United States becoming less and less safe every year, and a, a lot of that had to do uh, have to do with the this perverse cycle that we have, where the U- Americans buy drugs and then finance the ideologies and and that promote and possible uh, possibilitate the all the crime that goes in drug trafficking and drug cartels to flourish in Latin America. And then uh, the, the country got not only the drugs that destroy all the families, but a lot of people are getting through the border and everyone knows the world knows that the U S Southern border is now a joke. Everybody, yeah. anyone can get in uh, without any type of screening. And, and then these people get in the U S and they commit crimes and they support uh, criminal activities in the US and again you have the same people the finest ideologies that promote them in Brazil are promoting in a lot of states with the, the prosecutors the DAs and all that in in, in um, US cities they're letting these people go so it's it's a whole cycle it's a yeah. it's a cycle of violence and it's evil if you ask me because families are destroyed people die and, uh, but, uh, you can be sure there are some people who are benefiting from it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And those people are usually the evil ones that you don't want benefiting from it. And ultimately, like we're watching here in the United States, just like you described prosecutors, not prosecuting drug offenses. And ultimately it has ramifications, but ramifications that most Americans don't see in front of their eyes and the cartel violence that's happening in South America is just Directly, and I know it's pretty shameful to say this, but we're directly responsible for it. And until Americans take take responsibility for it and deal with that directly, sadly, I think this this will always be an issue. And um, it's unfortunate, but uh, if we don't get a Republican in there, like President Trump or even Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, who takes these issues seriously, we will not see this issue. Uh, I guess just reduce. It will always be an issue for our country, unfortunately. And I'm saddened to say it, but Americans, we have we have a major drug issue here in this country, and people don't want to address it, and we should be. Paulo, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. I know it was a, it was interesting topics for sure, but uh, next time we'll have you on for something a little bit uplifting. I'm sure.
1: Let's try to do that. It's been hard to have uplifting news, but from from uh, Latin America. But let's try to do that.
0: I know. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Paulo. You guys, I've said it once before, so I'm going to say it again. And under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, because I wanted to come up with a plan put in place to make sure I was secure, and he came up with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team. 720-605-3900. And you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's PhD.com slash Brianna. before I go, I always have to put on some deodorant. And I used to look all the time for the best deodorant. I couldn't find it on the shelves at all. Until our good friends over at Give a Derm came out with a brand new deodorant. This one's called Pits Me Off. It's incredible. Watch this, it's super easy. Ta-da. and that's all you need. And it dries super quick. Obviously I'm wearing black. There's no white residue leftover. It's a natural deodorant. It's made right here in the USA. There's none of those Chinese harmful chemicals also included in it. It's giveaderm.com and then use the promo code Brianna for 10% off. You gotta try it. Want to let our audience in on a little secret i'm saving hundreds of dollars each year after switching over both of my lines to patriot mobile yes so now my business and personal line are with patriot mobile now patriot mobile uses the same towers that you're probably already using now except it's less expensive so my 5g towers that i love to use my old provider i'm still using them now i'm just paying significantly less money to do so and on top of it all patriot mobile believes in the same things you and i believe in they have the same morals they donate to causes that are like pro-life causes veteran causes and even the nra it's incredible so i highly recommend you head over to patriotmobile.com right now take a look at their plans and sign up and today if you sign up and use promo code brianna they're gonna waive the activation fee yes you heard it right they're gonna waive the activation fee just make sure you use promo code brianna b-r-e-a-n-n-a